0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Now, despite its relatively small size, Dublin is a fairly big financial centre, i.e. a hub for banking and finance. Like all sectors, financial services must do its bit to combat climate change and attract talent from all parts of society. And to that end, there's a meeting today at the Department of Foreign Affairs with cities with large banking centres who hope to agree on a set of rules for sustainable finance, including a new gender finance charter. Marcos Neto, uh, the director of the United Nations Development Programme's Sustainable Finance Hub, is on the line. Bom dia, Marcos.
1: Bom dia. Good morning to everybody. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Tell us, which other financial centres or banking hubs will be at today's meeting?
1: You've got a mix of financial centres all the way from Tokyo to Shanghai to Beijing to Kigali in Rwanda to Lagos in Nigeria, uh, Casablanca in Morocco, South Africa, uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. So it's really, really about 30 truly representative of the entire world
0: in that sense. Okay. well, tell us about the 10 point plan for a gender finance charter.
1: Look, if you look at uh, the Sustainable Development Goal number five, right, uh, of the United Nations Agenda 2030, uh, we are basically looking at the moment at 200 years if you want to generate gender equality. So, what we're trying to do with this charter is to use the power of the private sector and the power of finance to drive investments towards women's own business, towards business that um, have women's as a focus in terms of client all in a way to speed up considerably because we cannot wait for 200 years um, to drive finance towards women's em- empowerment to gender equality. So that's very important to us.
0: Now, um, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot force it to drink. In other words, uh, there, there will be some women who simply won't be attracted to working in finance.
1: Well, that's fine. You know, I think in the end of the day, what you want to do is to give choice. Right To make sure that um, all women, fifty percent of the, the world's population have access to the necessary tools that they need to thrive in whatever they choose right and and while it is true that there is not a lot of there's some women that doesn't want to be entrepreneurs, doesn't want to run a business, they're all consumers right and one way or another, and in that sense, how does business understand? The needs of women as consumers, as well as an entrepreneurs, is what we're trying to do. You know, we're asking each one of those financial centers to um, pick up a minimum for the first year in 2024, two of the 10 principles and drive an implementation plan. And then over the years, add the other principles in that
0: sense. Now, it's not legally binding. It's a voluntary charter, I presume.
1: Indeed, it is a voluntary charter.
0: Yes. Uh, and of the cities that are part of the, these, these finance centres, I mean, there would be some people who say these are tax havens.
1: Well, I actually, there might be a few, you know, but I think the whole conversation of tax havens is changing completely right now because there's another global effort that has been approved, you know, led the G20 um, and we are UNDP as part of implementation, of basically creating a global minimum tax of fifteen percent, mm. you know the introduction of a global minimum tax of fifteen percent pretty much levels down the issues of tax haven because now regardless where you are, you know a company either at the, where they are operating or where their headquarters are going to pay a minimum of fifteen percent. So I think I think we are at, at, at the cusp of an era where tax havens will go will will basically be out of fashion. Let me put that way.
0: Yeah, there is a chance, of course, that this global minimum may not um, be implemented. There's a few countries holding out. There could be a change of government uh, in uh, the US in 14 months from now, which might hold things back as well. This meeting today in the Department of Foreign Affairs is not just about gender equality. There are much wider sustainability issues, aren't there?
1: Indeed, indeed. And and those financial centres, as well as the Irish government and others, you know, as are very much looking at this This as a systemic transformation of finance. In other words, you know, how do we make sure that uh, the resources that exist in the world are actually aligning, flowing towards the Paris Agreement on climate change or towards the sustainable development goal? I think it's important to realize that the problem that we're having today um, is not a lack of money. There's plenty of money in the world. The question is how does this money flows to sustainability issues as well as the geographies, doesn't flow now. So that's part of the conversation that we're trying to do um, with the financial centers as well with others. And perhaps, if you allow me, one important point for us to be in Ireland specifically is the you know Ireland has a, Ireland has a very uh, leadership role when it comes down to talent management around sustainable finance. There's no other word. those no other country in the world. Um, as part of the financial sector industry in Ireland, that is planning, you know, a human capital a talent management through this program called SkillsNet um, around sustainable finance. And one of the one of the things we want to do is to take their experience around the world and help other centres to to look at talent management for sustainable finance the way Ireland is looking
0: at. Ah, yes. And tell us about the national sustainability disclosure hubs.
1: Well. Um, At the moment, you have a global uh, movement around a new set of disclosure rules. It just came out with the International Sustainability Standards Board. The idea here is that how does this global uh, sustainability standards land in different countries, right? Um, And so the idea is that some places we might create National Sustainability Standards Board, which kind of marries the global process, and is able to translate to the reality for each country the global standards. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be whatever the governments want. But the important point is how does those global standards land at national level in a ways that support rather than hinder national economies?
0: Well, um, obrigado, Marcos. That's Marcos Neto, the director of the United Nations Development Program's Sustainable Finance Hub.